0: Now, I've been talking about the latest news poll results today. One of the more remarkable findings I spotted was that two-thirds of younger Australians have voiced their support to replace coal with nuclear to bolster our country's energy production. Now, how's this? 55% of all voters support nuclear reactors as a suitable energy replacement. And among Australians aged between 18 and 34, that figure jumps to 65%. And while most of us can clearly see the light on this issue, we're being led by this ideological frolic like blind mice inside the Albanese government who refused to even humor the idea whatsoever. So today I've invited William Shackle onto 4BC Drive. He's the founder of the Nuclear for Australia organisation. And get this, he's 16 years of age. He's been barracking for nuclear for years. And he speaks more sense on this topic than many of the people who voted um we voted in to sit on our behalf in the halls of Parliament House in Canberra. William, thanks for your time.
1: Thanks for having me on. That's an incredibly generous intro.
0: Well, it's all true. Now, we know the younger generations are generally more progressive when it comes to things like energy than older voters, but can you explain to me why you're so invested in the idea of nuclear energy for Australia?
1: Well, look, like a lot of young people, I'm concerned about the climate and energy crisis that Australia is currently enduring and the one that we'll ultimately have to inherit uh, as we mature into adults. And when I look at it, we're not really seeing politicians step up and act on those two really major issues facing my generation. So when I see an issue, uh, sorry, a solution like nuclear energy, which promises low carbon uh, and always on power, I just don't get why we wouldn't consider it. Australia is the only member of the G20 with a ban on nuclear energy. And, you know, when we should be looking at all options on the table and have an uh, all-of-the-above approach to our energy transition, I I just simply don't understand why our politicians are approaching our energy transition with such hubris when all all of their previous attempts to solve climate change, to fix the energy crisis, have all failed. So why are they choosing to rule out nuclear energy now?
0: William, do you think if Australia continues to avoid nuclear, we're going to be left behind?
1: I think we certainly will. I was recently at COP28, the global UN climate conference held in Dubai, and 25 nations signed a pledge to triple global nuclear energy capacity. And that was a really huge moment. It's really one of the many steps being taken around the world in what many people are identifying as a nuclear renaissance. And in terms of those 25 countries, like those are the majority of our partners. Uh, in that group, whether it's the United States or France, uh, who are all you know, using nuclear energy in order to achieve their climate goals. You look to China, they're even building, going to be building six to eight nuclear reactors per year. Uh, in Great Britain, they're looking at quadrupling their nuclear energy capacities. France is looking at building 16 new reactors. So when you look to all of the other developed countries around the world, Australia is really an outlier. And I think that's really important. And as new nuclear technologies emerge, whether it's small modular reactors or the micro modular reactors, which I think are also really really interesting, Australia will be at the bottom of the list in terms of receiving them due to our current legal prohibitions, whether it's at a federal level or you know in states and territories like in Queensland, where not only is nuclear energy banned. Uh, and that ban was introduced from a Canberra level, but also there's a state ban that also restricts us from it. So, you know, I I just simply don't understand when you look around the world uh, and see all of the evidence of all of our partner nations using nuclear energy in order to achieve their climate goals, why we would think that in Australia we should also uh, consider the potential role of nuclear energy in helping us reach ours.
0: Okay, you would have seen that report in The Australian Today, 55% of all... Uh, voters support nuclear reactors as a suitable energy replacement. And then you go to the 18 to to 34-year-olds, and that figure jumps to 65%. Why is it that young Australians seem to be more educated on this issue and able to grasp Mm -hmm. the fact that nuclear is or should be part of the ongoing energy mix?
1: Well, look, I can only really tell you about my experience. We're not actually taught about nuclear power in school. So that's both a benefit and also a curse because it means that, you know, my generation has very, very low nuclear literacy. But the important thing about that is it means that young people aren't, haven't been exposed to the misinformation of the past, where, you know, past events have been put out of context, whether it's Chernobyl or Three Mile Islands or Fukushima. They haven't had to deal with the propaganda you know, many uh, older generations have to deal with uh, in the past. So young people are really able to look at nuclear energy uh, with a really fresh perspective and a fresh look. And when young people consider the problems that we're currently experiencing, whether it's in terms of climate change, uh, cost of living, energy issues, and when they look at the facts and assess the facts surrounding nuclear energy, it just seems like an absolute no-brainer uh, to, to support it, at least in principle. And I think the really important thing is, just because you support nuclear energy doesn't mean you have to oppose renewables young people just support all energy options being considered whether it's nuclear power or whether it's renewables as long as uh, you know the, our energy our suite of energy options is able to keep the lights on and keep uh, you know carbon uh, carbon emissions down like that is a criteria young people are ultimately uh, looking at And I think it's time for politicians to also reflect on whether they've got those interests at heart rather than the, you know, the interests of the respective industries that they represent.
0: We know that Chris Bowen and Anthony Albanese are dismissing it outright. In fact, as you say, they currently have a ban on nuclear energy in this country. Peter Dutton he wants to be Prime Minister, I'm sure he'll go to the next election with a different energy policy to the Albanese government. And we know that Ted O'Brien, who's his energy uh, spokesperson, has made it very clear that nuclear is very much on the table. Do you believe, especially among young voters, that that could be a point of difference that would help Dutton going forward?
1: I think it definitely would be, because it would be one of the only credible solutions, I think, to climate change that have ever been proposed uh, by any government, it would certainly be one of the most ambitious steps uh, forward in taking climate action. So I think it would be, you know, hugely influential on the votes of young people. You know, I'll be voting for the first time. I'm turning 18 in June this year, so it certainly would impact how I vote. So I think it's really important that if you know the Labor government, Chris Bowen and Anthony Albanese want to be taken seriously on acting on climate change, then they should consider you know, looking to nuclear energy. It's not that hard, at the very least, to support our efforts to lift the bans on nuclear energy. And if they did that, that would be you know, a real sign that they did actually support climate action uh, rather than, you know, just delaying climate action uh, and pursuing the interests of the renewable industry.
0: William Shackle, uh, thank you for joining us. I didn't realise that you had turned 17, but um, you make a lot of sense for 17 you What school do you go to, William? <laughs>
1: I go to churchy.
0: Okay, and how are you traveling? Are you doing okay?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. It, it's it's a lot of work. Uh, I'm in grade twelve, so my final year. So obviously it's, it's a big year on multiple fronts, whether it's in terms of the nuclear energy debate or uh, my year twelve education. But honestly, you know that will always have to uh, be my first priority. So hopefully, hopefully, I don't have to put too much effort in if the government actually looks at the numbers and looks at the evidence and the science and reflects on that, uh, I don't think they'd need, you know, my voice as an advocate to, in order to make that decision. So, you know, hopefully th- uh, they realise all of that evidence and uh, they, they work to lift the bans on nuclear energy. So very least we can consider the potential role it could have.
0: Good stuff, William. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: There he is, William Shackle. He's 17, just started Year 12. He's the founder of the Nuclear for Australia organisation and he's saying nuclear reactors are the way to go if we want to get the energy mix right and we can do it in conjunction with renewables and we can do it in conjunction with the phasing out of coal-fired power over the course of not 10 years but 20, 30, 50 years because I'll tell you what, China and India, developing nations as they're called, they're going nowhere near phasing out. Uh, coal-fired power. And, of course, they're ramping up their nuclear reactors as well. So they've got the mix right, unlike Australia right now. Um, Anne says, good afternoon. Young William is so articulate. How old do you need to be to vote into parliament? This young man is a shining light. Mate, Chris Bowen looks like a dead moth. <laughs> Shane says, what makes it even more ridiculous is that we're one of the countries with, with the greatest amount of uranium. Cor- correct. Um, Jess says, in light of electricity usage, we've got all the energy-saving light bulbs and are economic with everything else. In this heat, we do all our cooking outside on the coal stove. We put the air on for an hour or two before bed. I got my bill this morning. It's 100 more than the last bill, but yet our usage is almost the same. We have to go nuclear. Mike says, full-size nuclear power stations in Normandy, France, supplies power to most of southern England. England wouldn't have nuclear power, so they agreed to um, take it off France. And Darren from Bundaberg says Finland, which is a green government, is 35% nuclear energy and expanding. They're up to 40%, I believe. And have a look at the cost of power in Finland over the last three years down 75% off the back of that surge in nuclear energy provision. Case closed. Case closed, Mr Bowen. You, my friend, are on another planet.